In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. This thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Are you ready to level up your business using video marketing? Are you sick of getting price shopped, losing an inexperienced local competition, and just getting overall bad leads from the internet that don't understand the value of working with you? Are you a chiropractor, lawyer, doctor, dentist that just feels you're not charging enough for your services and not getting the people and the level of clients and patients that you deserve? Are you ready to become the local authority and drive more pre-sold leads to your business? I'm going to show you how to in a 90-minute training I created to level up your business. And by using these video strategies, we've helped grow businesses from six to seven figures over the past 12 years. And the training is free. Just click on the show notes or go to authenticweb.media slash level up to sign up for the free training. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Another returning awesome guest. You know, we focus on video authentic web and I would try to get the best video experts in a variety of fields. And we've got the ultimate YouTube ads expert on again, my friend, Tom Breeze. Tom, thanks for being on the show. Um, thank you for having me again. Uh, it's so exciting to be here, buddy. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, Tom, he's been traveling the world, talking to everyone about YouTube ads. Um, and you can definitely go back and listen to, because I, I think the, the previous podcast was an excellent primer, a lot of great resources on YouTube ads, how you should be formatting them. But I really want to get caught up on how YouTube ads are changing. Um, he's, Tom's got a new book coming out. We'll talk a little bit about, about that. And he's going to give away all of his secrets at the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, so tell me, you know, how is YouTube working now? Because it, these markets change so fast. Who's it working for and where do you see it really working now? Yeah, good question. So I think that the the thing that's changing the most about YouTube right now is that AI and machine learning is coming in. Um, so what you could do with YouTube six months ago to, compared to what you can do with it now is already getting like much more exciting. So the grand scale, and I'm, I don't want to talk about numbers just to impress or anything like that, but I'm, I'm more interested in just see, letting people see the opportunity. But we were spending around about consistently around $3,000 a day with one of our hiring clients and really consistent, really good. And then as soon as we started including AI, it went to about ten dollars to $15,000 a day just for the fact that Google would help us. Um, now, that is like the top, top end of YouTube and I've, I know of people that are doing bigger than that. But I mean, for me, that was like a big eye opener to be like, wow, if you can get this AI thing working with your YouTube ads, it makes a big, big difference to what's possible. And so Google are just starting to open that out. And so if you can start learning how to make YouTube work now for your business, give it like 18 months. I think people will be in a position where you can say to Google, hey, Google, you take over, you run my account and they'll find your customers for you. And they're doing some really exciting stuff as well with like the smart ads they're providing, which is 
where you can actually just pay for success with Google as well, um, which is uh, which is an exciting new concept that Google are bringing out. Um, but um, yeah, I, that's the kind of the big big thing that's happening with YouTube, and and it's now is the perfect time to start dialing it in, so you're so you're ready for that huge explosion. Like at the moment, it's a bit it can be you can have your good days and your bad days with it, um, but it's just getting more and more consistent and more reliable. So it's a it's a really exciting platform to be on. Um, and in terms of who it works for, I think that like the companies that are that when you think about your customers, if they're going to YouTube because they're looking for information that you can help them with, that's where YouTube's strength comes from. So it is that search engine. It's that kind of people going there for reasons because they want to either know something or do something or interested in buying something. And that's where the e-commerce part comes in. But if you've got good margins, so if you've got really tight margins, it's always going to be difficult. If you've got good margins, let's say 3x, 4x your cost of goods, then that's the point where YouTube can be really powerful because it gives that gives you that leeway to find out where your audiences are. But if they're looking for information or looking for tutorials or looking for reviews, then that's the perfect time for you to be there as a company because as they're searching, you're there and you can give them a great offer at that point. Yeah, and um, I want to talk a little bit about because I, I personally have had experience where interviewing um, my clients' patients. And it's really interesting how that dynamics changed where they're using YouTube because they all mentioned YouTube. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But I, I really want to get into this AI thing before we get into dialing in. Um, how are you – I mean, where, you said it's – you know, how it's working. But what is AI doing? Is it optimizing the ads? Is it making ads? Is it picking the ads out? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and I appreciate we probably dived right into the deep end <laughs> right from the very beginning yeah. of the podcast. As people are like, "Wow, we're we're talking about like really the advanced stuff straight away." <laughs> it's great. Um, it's the stuff that I never get to talk about. I'm, normally, most people are like, "Hey, how do you run a YouTube ad?" Sort of thing. <laughs> but the, um, but the uh, which is great. And I, I, the the thing that the AI is so powerful is that, I mean, if you go and look at exactly what happened with DeepMind and Google's acquisition of that, then they were buying it many years ago to kind of understand all this data and how they can use that data. And there's a big disconnect between all the information that Google have and us small human minded people and what we can actually do. Yeah. Like we might have like 20 kind of knobs to turn and say, Oh, I want to spend a little bit more money here or let's not choose that targeting. Let's choose this type of targeting and all that demographic there. Let's change the gender and the age a little bit, or maybe even go down to the time of day of when you're advertising, maybe not run it in the evening and more in the morning, for example. And you can play with all the permutations of that. And that's tough to do that. Um, that's why AdWords people get paid the way they do um, because it's really hard to run those sorts of campaigns. The thing is, we've got about 20 things and all the permutations and combinations there, whereas Google have got thousands of them. Google know all this information about all these different people and how they're behaving. Like if you see 14 ads and then you go and buy, you may not know that, but Google know that. And they've tracked all of that and they've got all that data on you. And so Google, the disconnect is that Google can't work out how to give it to us mere humans <laughs> and mm -hmm. work out how we can work with it. So they're getting better and better with it and to, turn to, and to say, well, look, you can build a campaign with your manual settings if you wish to, which is what I've learned for years. And it's given me a great foundation of understanding how the advertising works. And now Google are starting to say, that's great. You can keep with some of that targeting. And we can help you out a little bit as well. So tell us what you want to get a lead in for. Tell us what you want to get a customer for. And we'll try and make it happen. Now, it's not super accurate and you can have your good days and your bad days. But 
when it when it's your good days, it's really really good. And when it's your bad days, you try and pause it as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, but the, the um, but the, the beauty of it is that we're moving into a world where the machine is learning everything about our customers. And as they learn, they're finding they can say, oh well, if you want people like that, we've got so many more of those people. We can bring them in for you straight away, uh, which is really really powerful. Um, because before you had to kind of wait for people to um, potentially be interested, and that's when your ad shows. Whereas now they're saying, we know this person's interested. We'll go and find them and put the ad in front of them. And that's a, that's a very different um, opportunity to scale. Yeah, that's it's a huge opportunity. And, you know, to your point, we, we talked in that previous podcast interview about how, you know, format YouTube ads, um, best practices. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about your book and you have a course. So that's why I want to talk at this because I think this is a huge opportunity. And like you said, the opportunity is now in YouTube ads because Facebook ads are getting expensive. They're all over the place. Plus, I, I, you know, it's it's been difficult to run YouTube ads. It's not easy to run YouTube ads for a lot of people. Um, and where you see Facebook ad agencies popping up all over the place because Facebook's made it so easy uh, I think you're right. There's a huge opportunity, and the cost is relatively low for acquisition if you do it right, if you don't treat it like a commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to um, – are, are you seeing the same types of content working as we t- when we talked before, like the educational series, or are you doing anything different what, because now of AI reaching out to cold audiences that have no search intent? Yeah, I mean, uh, with the AI, I shouldn't probably – over exaggerate i mean i think that it's been brilliant for like you would only want to have it as like 10 percent of your campaign when you first get started almost like you wouldn't want to have like let ai just take over everything <laughs> that's kind of a risky place place to go um you might be able to do that in 18 months or 12, two years for example but you've got to let the machine learn that's the thing is you've got to let sales go through and they, they understand how those sales are happening the the, the way that we create the ads and the way we think about the ads is that it, it, YouTube is a completely different platform than Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, and I, know, I know that's an obvious thing to say, but the way people use it. So like I've got my mobile here, right? And if I go onto um, Facebook, I start scrolling pretty quickly and I go through and just see if there's anything. I go to my notifications, see if anyone's been saying anything. And then I kind of get a bit bored and I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very, very passive. It's I'm not going there for reasons. I, I probably just open up Facebook because I'm like, oh, I should really look at Facebook now. And I, I purposely put it on like the fourth page on my home screen. So I have to scroll across quite a few times to get to it. Otherwise, I just know I just get distracted with it. But it's it's that place I go to because I'm for me, I'm kind of bored or I want to connect with somebody or I'm I don't know. It's not there. I'm not going there because I'm desperately looking for information. Whereas when I look up, when I go to YouTube or Google, I'm searching. Like I normally start most of my searches on Google and then I'll be like, actually, do you know what? It'd be really helpful if I could see a video on this. So Mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm looking for information and I'm looking for like, how do I do this? I'm probably going to end up on YouTube at some point because let's say for example, okay, today I wanted to learn how to use a piece of software and the support videos on the website that were made by the company weren't that helpful but the, the other users would be like here's how to do this and you're like ah oh, great okay that's actually much more helpful um so you go and watch youtube videos to help you use that software um there'd be loads of other examples like um, at, i know my brother looked up youtube videos and he fixed his boiler um himself and didn't have to have a call out from a plumber um to help him out with that um there's loads of people that fix cars with youtube ads as people learn how to dance with youtube ads there's like loads of these 
like funny stories that happen where people are like, oh, I just watched YouTube and I learned it. Yeah. Um, because that's where we go to learn and to go to understand how to do things. Or even like we're working with a, um, BM, uh, a mountain bike company and people are watching reviews of products all the time, like mm-hmm. unboxing videos, this product versus this product. People are in buying mode, but just looking to get that, that final bit of confidence before they purchase. So that's why people use YouTube. They're going there because they want to know something, do something, or buy something. And as a company, if your customers are doing that, you should really be there because that's the perfect time to get in front of them with a video that engages them and, and gets them to come to the website to find out what you've got. Um, so that's how to think about the platform. And then the, the way you run the ads on the platform is different to the other platforms because of that. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It makes well, 100% sense because, you know, and I talk about that too. It's, it's difference between intent and atten- attention, right? You, you, in Facebook, you have to get people's attention. In YouTube, mm-hmm. there's already the intention. So you're, you're lining up with that. But one the, I think one of the interesting things is, you know, I, I think this really came into play since the last time we talked was how much the Google search intent is affecting YouTube ads. Are you playing around with that a lot? How are, and how are you? How is that affecting your content? Yeah. So we're one thing that we're loving at the moment is something called custom intent, and that's where you can build an you build an audience for yourself, um, like like a like you would do like a custom audience on Facebook, for example. And normally, a lot of people do Facebook and they don't do YouTube. So it, I try and. <laughs> build similarities between the two so they can so it's easier to understand but so custom intent is where you can build like you type in lots and lots of different keywords into build a custom intent you say if anyone types in these keywords into google build an audience of those people that do that so it's almost like having a remarketing pixel for certain search terms um on google um and then when you have built that custom intent audience then if any of those people come to YouTube, you can run your YouTube ad to that audience as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool because it means that if they've recently searched that one of the one of your search terms on Google and they end up coming to YouTube, you, you'll be in front of them, which is crazy cool. Um, and it means that you can just open up the whole of what Google does onto YouTube, which is a really, really powerful um, strategy and something that I think that everyone should be doing because if you can master that, then you've kind of got YouTube working from your Google traffic. Yeah. So that's... Um, being a, being a big thing. And I think that the it does draw similarities between how people advertise on Google and how people advertise on YouTube. The only difference being is that people forget that, and this is, this is why a good video ad agency is better than an AdWords agency, even if the AdWords people are better, more qualified, so to speak. Because what you tend to find is that AdWords people know how to run really effective campaigns for text and image ads right so they're, they're really really good at that but that's a very small amount of connection like a, a, a text ad or an image ad is really just hopefully grabbing someone's eyeball and making them look and making them realize actually maybe i should click and find out more about that and that's as much interaction as you have whereas with a video ad you maybe have like 45 seconds to a minute if not longer of connection of building emotion of getting people to understand exactly what it is you have and so what we do, instead of saying, let's find our audience and run a load of ads to that audience, we flip it around the other way. We say, here's our ad that we've created. Now let's work out which audience fits for that ad. And it's a different way of building the campaigns out because you're kind of saying, this is our content piece that we've really thought about. It's not just an image or a text ad. It's like it carries a lot more weight with it. Um, you run that and you say, which audience is going to fit for that 
don't run it in a way where like, does this ad work for this audience? I don't know. Let's run it because a 25 year old is going to behave completely differently to your video ad than a 55 year old and mm-hmm. male and female and time of day and all this type of thing. And so because it's such an important piece of media, your, your video, it deserves its own audience. Um, cause it will work. We just get to let it find its own audience most of the time. Um, so we just build the campaigns in a slightly different way where we give the video ad its own breathing room as opposed to lumping it together with lots of other video ads and seeing which works um, best. Um, now, yeah. the yeah, sorry, go for it. Oh, that's, it's super interesting. It's an interesting flip where people you know, usually do it the other way around. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. And, and uh, uh, do you have a specific example of that working? Oh, we, we do loads and loads of different videos. So we, we kind of just, it'd be difficult to kind of bring out an example right now. But let's say, for example, we've done a lot of work with a fitness uh, client. And, um, and when we've worked with them, it might be the sort of thing where we say, okay, because we break it down not just by um, the audience, like, so like the video, but we break it down even further than that. So we'll say, right, let's run this video but let's not just lump males and females together. Let's build two different campaigns, one for males, one for me, for females. And then you might even break it up even further into age groups as well. So you might say, okay, let's see which age groups tend to work best with this video. Um, but then you might run different videos to different age groups and things. So you kind of, you just start to kind of really break it out, but also go for the search intent. Cause it's like someone, let's say for example, it's a weight loss product, someone looking for help with belly fat versus someone who's helping with, um, I don't know, like just kind of looking for the next diet. It's a very different sort search intent behind it. And so it deserves its own whole funnel if you can build it. So we try and separate out as much as possible. So we say, if someone's looking for help with losing belly fat or losing before a wedding or losing it with dieting or workouts, we try and build different videos and different funnels for each one of those queries because then relevancy is is so much more powerful. So we try and build every campaign with relevancy in mind. Like mm-hmm. you might be able to get good results with kind of going out there and just broadcasting your message to lots and lots of people who could be interested in weight loss. But weight loss is so broad, people start there and then keep on refining their search until they find something that actually, yeah, this keto diet is something that I'm really interested in. Well, funnily enough, we've got a keto diet recipe book or you've got a keto diet um, plan or whatever it is that you can provide to people or people are like, I don't want to diet. I just want to eat meat and work out. And I just want to have like the, what's the best workout plan for fat loss. And it's like, okay, cool. That's a very different strategy. And that's a, it deserves a different, um, sales funnel to that. So it's trying to divide it all down. So you just get those customers coming through and let them buy something that's really super relevant to what they want. And and it sounds obvious, but it means it's just a bit more work, and but then you can get much better results. And it, it, what you're doing too, I mean, it, it's it sounds obvious, but it, most people still go to this thing that I want this message that speaks to everyone, and and that it's you know people are so used to now being able to pick what they want on YouTube that's exactly perfect for them. I think it comes back to the whole idea of AI and you know YouTube op- optimizing it and Google optimizing those ads eventually. But that idea that you need to be creating these messages specific to people, specific to their moments, is absolutely crucial. So how often are you, for a client, are you switching up their ads? So very good question, and it's a really nice answer to give as well, because we very rarely switch up the ads. Um, The reason being is because 
we create multiple versions of the ads. And so we'd split test and see which ones work best. But what we're really trying to do is just say, let's think about what the customer's going through when they search this query. And is it something we want to interact with? Do we want to be there when they're typing in that? And if it's really high top of funnel stuff, if it's like weight loss tips, we might decide to be there. But we might think, do you know what? That's a difficult one to get people to buy from that immediately. Whereas if someone said best keto plan or best diet plan or best paleo plan or something, you're like, great, we want to be there for that because we've got those products already that we know if they type that in and they do on a mass scale across the world, Mm -hmm. we can sell them something that's super relevant. So it's about choosing to have an ad for that perfect moment. And moment, the word you used a minute ago is just the perfect word for it. It's identifying people's moments in time Make sure we're really relevant with an ad. But remember, that ad's only going to show when it's super relevant. And as a result, it doesn't get fatigue because you're not pushing one message in front of thousands of people and they keep on seeing it and it's annoying. You're Instead, what you're doing is you're saying, here's my one ad for the perfect person um, at exactly the right time. And it's only going to show there. So it means you're, the ads only show at the right time to the right people. And so it doesn't get that fatigue. It's, mm-hmm. um, it means that you're just getting in front of people at the right time with the right offer and it's not being, it's not bombarding people. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's our slogan here. It's the right story at the right time. And that's what you can do now. Um, and mm-hmm. I, and you know, it's, it's amazing. Cause I talk to marketer after marketer after marketer and the great ones do this, right? They think of, you know, like Ryan Dice and listen to him talk or Roland and, um, you know, Vanny or Tom, you know, Jason Swank, that real short guy. Um, <laughs> I don't even see him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, they think about that moment instead of it, because people buy because of moments, and I think that's a crucial thing to get across is to be thinking not only of exactly the person, but the exact moment. It's one of those things that we do with all of our clients is we go through their client's journey and their act from their point of view, not. I see so many people, it's what frustrates me is the customer journey. And then it's like, well, they go to this landing page and then they opt in and then they do that. That's not the customer's journey. That's your journey. What you're talking about is making sure you know that exact moment and how crucial that is. And what's amazing, though, is that then it yields a video that you can use for a long time over and over and over again. Um, yeah. It, well, to that point as well, like the the marketplace is going to tell you anyway, and you might as well just not waste the money finding it out. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, if you're going to run your ads, like ads are pretty black and white. You're either wasting money or making money. Um, and the, when you look, when you at least, if you're kind of like looking at all that data, you're going to see that if you have an ad that's too early or too late, it's not going to work. Like, so I ran the marathon, um, in London, um, not too long ago. And that journey from deciding to do the marathon up until the day that I actually ran the marathon, I bought loads and loads of products. Like I knew I was on my marathon journey as such. I was like interested in hotels because I wanted to stay the night before and wake up at the start line. There was like, I needed to buy uh, sneakers and running shoes at at certain points. I needed to have um, plans on how to exercise at certain points. And they all come like almost in a timeline all the way through. And so I'm not going to be interested in a marathon training plan two days before my marathon. I'm like, that's done with, I'm kind of done with that stuff now. Whereas I needed that like two months ago or something. You see what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's, you, it's, it's different. Um, different timings is so important as well. Just because I'm, I'm in the marathon industry or in the marathon interest group as such or in market uh, for running marathons, it doesn't mean that I'm wanting everything at every one time. So 
it's it's good for the brand as well just to turn up at the right time and be really helpful and useful um, because otherwise it just does become the annoying platform that it sometimes can be YouTube. It can be that annoying platform where you just keep, keep on seeing ads that aren't relevant. Uh, we should probably try and move away from that if it's all possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely see those. And it, it is frustrating from a marketer standpoint. You're watching these ads and you know that they're not working really, but people have a lot of money and they're just dumping it in there and they're not relevant to the people watching it. Um, so you said, you know, you can tell black and white if it's working. When it comes to the types of ads that you're doing, I mean, is it a click through? Is it a, a purchase? How are you telling if it's black and white that it's working? Good question. So the one, the one thing that I tend to look for is cost per revenue, uh, cost per um, action. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, CPA will be cost per acquisition, but like it's, it's the action you want to measure so to speak. Now, that could be, if you're running a webinar, let's say, you might say cost per registration to that webinar. I would say that's a great thing to track, but you probably want to track something like attendees or sales, if at all possible. If you've got a lot of volume, go for sales. If you haven't got so much volume, go for attendees. If you haven't got hardly any volume, start with registrations. You want to track it all anyway, but you want to like keep it keep focused on what's the most important first metric that you want to really track. So let's say, for example, it's a, it's a webinar. You might say registrations is a really important thing to track um, because you want to see that you're getting registrations in for the right price. But the be-all and end-all should really be, are we making money from the actual webinar? Um, is it working? Is it financially profitable to do this? Now, you could take into account, well, those leads that came through that didn't buy might buy something in the future. So we might be able to add a little bit more revenue to what is actually seen because give it six months, they'll buy something probably. But you, if you have that kind of funnel in front of you, then that's kind of, you want to be trying to focus on those sales and say, is that bit working and play it backwards to be like, well, how much should a webinar registration cost us? And if let's say, for example, it's got to come in for less than $10 then you've got to run your ads in such a way where you acquire registrations for less than $10 and keep an eye on those numbers. Webinars is not such an easy one to track um, because you might have people that kind of have a registration and have a really short, really low show up rate because you run the webinar three weeks later and people forgot about it and then you might not find a buy um, unless you did like an evergreen model or something. But what the, the sweet spot that we try and look for is, is to say, if you can have like a $50 sale, round about that, it might be $30, it might be $70, but around about $50. And they buy off the video ad quickly. I'm talking about like within 72 hours. Then you can run some really effective campaigns because you'll be able to see, and let's say, for example, you said, all we want to do is break even because if they pay $50, the chance of them buying more from us is very, very likely. Then you say, right, let's let's use that front end acquisition as just a break even point and say, we've got to run our ads to break even. And if it's around about the $50 mark, you should have quite a bit of volume, but also it's a really significant purchase uh, because it's like $50 is, is just beyond that um, uh, impulse buy level. It's like you've considered it and you're like, actually, yeah, I want to buy that. You've got your credit card out. You bought it. Um, and it might be like a course or it might be kind of a first product that you've got that feeds into a bigger product you might have. Then you run your whole campaign around just making sure that $50 mark works um, and you break even constantly. So it's just getting you good customers, but you're, it's not costing you any money to acquire the customer, but you're not making any profit from it. But you say all those people that are buying then, and then can go and buy our other products and services. And the beauty about that is it at that sweet spot around about $50, 
it's quick enough for Google to pick up who your customers are and not just registrations now, but actual customers. The beauty of that is that Google will then be tracking the most valuable thing, which is what's making this campaign work. And if it starts generating and learning about that, the machine learning and the AI can start to, to really become very, very powerful. Mm. If, you, if you try and build in the AI and the machine learning off the back of registrations for a webinar, it can go crazy because it, it's not that valuable for you just yet. Google might be able to say to you, we can find loads of people that are opt-in for your webinar. That's no problem. But they might not be very high quality. Um, whereas if you move it to the goalpost to say $50 sale, you immediately that's a great qualifier to say to the AI, this is what we want. And you've got to get someone past that milestone. It means it's much more valuable to you. And then the AI is dialing in for the right thing at that point. That's, that's awesome advice. That's really great specific advice. Um, and I want to talk, you know, Ryan, this is fantastic. And I want to talk a little bit more about your book and your course, but I, I'm just curious, did you ever have a, a market that you picked up that you thought for sure you were like, I'm not sure if this is going to work. And it just worked really, really well. <laughs> um, whenever <laughs> this is God honest truth, every time I take on a client, I think this is the one where it goes horribly badly <laughs> every single time. I'm like, yeah, I never feel comfortable going live with a client. Um, unless it's like, Hey, we've, we've launched this product. It's exactly the same as we did last week and we're ready to go. And I'm like, yeah, that's brilliant. We can do that one. Um, and even then, it's not gonna, given that we're going to get it to work. But I mean, um, so I'm, I'm kind of got my my client board up to the moment. <laughs> one of the ones that we are kind of on pause with or something right now. Um, so we've we've had some really big success in areas that I didn't expect. So um, I thought so guitar tuition. I thought that that was going to be just super competitive. Why would people go and buy a guitar course when? There's so much free stuff out there, and yeah. it's it's a difficult one. Um, that one, the products just fly off the shelf. It's amazing. I mean, there we've got like so the guy that we run the traffic with is a guy called Tony Policastro. Um, if you've seen him, he's got like this huge, great big beard, and he's just the coolest dude on earth. He's kind of one of those ones where you think like, okay, if if I was half him as a man, I'd be very very happy with my life. <laughs> um, just a super cool dude, and. Um, can sell ridiculously well, but be so genuine and authentic at the same time. And he just genuinely cares about his customers. Like, like, like people say that, but I know that he actually does. And he, he tries to do everything he can for his customers and it really shows. And it, and as a result, you think to yourself, well, if I'm going to learn from someone, I might as well get it structured and I might as well learn it from Tony. Um, and, uh, so his trainings are amazing, but for me, it was like a great, great product, great margin, innovative in a world that's very formulaic because he said let's learn how to play, play guitar in a different way um and we're always looking for innovation we're looking for good margin we're looking for a good audience on youtube and and normally we we getting we're getting very good at defining who youtube is likely to work for and not work for and so we have those filters in place so we don't tend to take on too many customers where it carries too much risk um but um is there any others um there's, uh, there's, there's some which are like in the like affiliate marketing world type thing that we've done promotions with, and those ones always feel like it's super saturated. And, and again, um, there's um, there's huge amounts of traffic on YouTube. When you tap into the right areas, it's just crazy how how much there is. And and if you if you get the momentum with with uh, the AdWords pixels as well, and get AI starting to work with you, you really start to realize how much traffic there really is. Um, it's amazing. Like I think it's surpassed Facebook now on the amount of visits per day or something like that on YouTube, which is 
blows my mind. But I mean, that was only a recent change. I'm not sure if I, I, I want to be hesitant as to say that that exactly what it was, but there was some data that came out that YouTube is getting more popular all the time and more than Facebook now. Um, so it's, it's one of those platforms where I feel like any niche where people are looking for this information and my word, like, I think that everyone's got their weirdness to them. Um, when we kind of like, when it's just us on a screen and there's no one else around, we can get into our weirdness sometimes. And as a result, there's things that we can buy that are just up our street. And it's like, that's exactly what we were looking for. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's, it's, it's one of those platforms where any niche or any, um, niche, I should say, sorry. Um, any niche is out there. That, or you um, see you I'm talking kidding. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. What is the word? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's loads of things out there, but it's, if you have a niche that's doesn't feel like it's very popular on a day-to-day basis on YouTube, it can be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a marketplace that is open and ready to be going for. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's such great advice. And you can really, I mean, that's, and that's part of like dialing in your ideal customer, really dialing them in because they're somewhere looking at something very unique, um, very unusual. And they're looking for something very, very specific. And if you can line your message up that I'm sure you just can knock it out of the park. Um, you know, one thing I want to talk about that, you know, I'm noticing this trend um, is YouTube being used. And I think this is part maybe lending itself to why more people are spending more time on YouTube is people using YouTube just as an audio source too. are you doing anything around that? Around just audio, in yeah, the, like as in like in videos and stuff. Or well, like yeah, but people will. I mean, like a podcast like this. They instead of like actually using a podcast player, they might pull this podcast up and have it playing in the background and listening to it. And and I, I mean, I, I see that all the time. Like I walk into people's offices and like they're, they're using YouTube. I was actually. Um, you know, with friends this weekend and we we're on vacation and listening to music and it was all listening to music through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah, planning for that? Are you doing anything around that with the YouTube ads? Because also, I mean, I would think too, because of the nature of it, it doesn't, you know, now you're not looking at it. So you're not skipping the ads. So you almost have an autoplay forced ad that can be 30 seconds long. Yeah. So we don't do too much in the audio space in terms of running ads like that or anything what we do well i have a story that's kind of like fascinating and it was something that i kept very close to my chest because i was like this is amazing about two years ago so we're running a, a, a campaign for a client who works in the public speaking world like teaching people and coaching people how to speak in public big niche on youtube and kind of people are looking at this sort of stuff every single day like imagine people who are fearful of public speaking and all the people then work every single day it's it's very very popular product and we were promoting their stuff and we were, we were looking through the stats that we had and we're like, everything looks really solid from an ROI perspective. And we looked through some of the videos that was, were kind of where we were advertising. Um, they're called the placements. So it's like the individual URLs of the videos where our ads are running in front of. We noticed one of them had just been blowing up. We're like, this is crazy. What is this video? So I clicked on it. I was like, this is odd. It's taking me through to a meditation video. And I was like, what, what the hell has meditation got to do with public speaking? Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of our targeting have been very, very relevant to public speaking. Um, and the, we looked at this video and it managed to get through the, it slipped through the net, so to speak, when we kind of did our mass um, export of lots of these videos. And um, yeah, it was this meditation video. It was like an hour long, just kind of hypnotic type imagery and then just music. And uh, I didn't think anyone was speaking on it, but it was just like music and 
like meditation style music that you would listen to. The conversions on that video were huge, um, partly because the, the the volume of viewers to those videos, so people just p- pressing play and I'm sure just chilling out sort of thing or however they meditate uh, with the music on, on YouTube. But they would do that. And then we realized, well, hang on a second, maybe there is a correlation because a lot of top business people, a lot of people like like to meditate, like to relax, and maybe that's what's going on here. And so we started using more and more meditation videos, like starting targeting meditation keywords, tar- tar- targeting medica- meditation videos, and then started stretching out into all the different like sub versions of meditation and visualization and hypnosis and all. And all of it was working ridiculously well to sell this public speaking course. <laughs> We're like, this is crazy. Um, but we, it, so lots and lots of people are using video on YouTube in a way like an audio message and as ads pop up and people are interested um, and are buying off those as well. So we, I was just amazed at like how people use YouTube. Like I always think people think logically and sometimes I get into the habit of thinking they think like me as well. Mm-hmm. And the more and more I use YouTube, I'm like, they don't think anything like me. I don't use YouTube in the same way as anyone else does. And I think we all use it in different ways. But the way we interact with ads is constantly surprising to me. Like I can run one ad where I thought like this is creatively beautiful. It's textbooks. <laughs> like if you were to have it like exactly as you want to have it ad, it would be like win awards type thing. We've done, done it. And then you have this other ad that's like just a bit, I don't know, very, very direct response kind of. And the direct response, direct response one can work ridiculously well and be disappointing for my soul, but the numbers <laughs> don't lie. So um, the we kind of look at that and we understand how ads are working, the, the functionality of it, and then realize that, learn that, and then apply a different creative spin to it so it just works a lot more effectively. Um, but that's something we've been playing around with a lot and learning a lot as well about what works when it comes to video ads. It, it's super interesting um, it, because, it, it, and I think that's it's something I can never get across too much. Is you are not your customer, and it's not just what's gonna don't don't have this idea that you know what they're gonna want, or even how it should be formatted, or like you said, what videos that it will work in front of. Um, listen to the data. Listen to the data. So, I'm assuming yeah. you go over all this stuff in your course. Tell me about the new course that you're putting out and the book. Yeah, so the new book is right here, if you can see it. It's uh, Viewability. Um, it's a proper book, but it's not too long, so you can read it on an airplane flight. <laughs> That's kind of like when they're, when we were writing it, I was like, okay, the brief is we're going to write it so people don't have to make loads of notes. They can read it, understand it, and get a concept of YouTube ads. So it covers how to make a really good YouTube ad, how to – um, or just not just one, but multiple YouTube ads, how to make sure you're running your accounts in the right way and the campaigns and the targeting that's available to you. So kind of just, it's a, it's a, it's a really quick, deep dive, a bit like a podcast episode, like we're doing here, it kind of dives into it, understands it, but it kind of goes into a very formulaic way of using YouTube ads. So that's kind of all in the book and, and, uh, yeah, I hopefully lots of people will be interested in buying the book. Um, and, uh, that's going to be on viewability.co.uk and, yeah. On there as well, we have our training course that we're releasing uh, in October as well. So this goes live on the 10th of October, um, 10th of the 10th. And then also the, the the course will be released at the same time. So we have, we've had lots and lots of courses. I've done lots of courses in the past, but I wanted to kind of update them all. And also I've worked a lot more on not just making it a course where here's the information, but really thinking about like, 
how to use the information and make sure it's digestible and understandable. So it's like, great, I know how to do this now. And it's, we've got tools in there. We've got um, pieces that can just really help out with the actual execution of running YouTube ads and loads of examples and that type of thing as well. And um, yeah, just pulled it all together. So it's, it's this easy way to get into YouTube ads without feeling like it's an uphill battle every single day. Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the show notes, viewability.co.uk. Uh, you get the course, the book, um, and you do a lot of speaking. Tell me a little bit about the speaking that you got, you've got coming up so someone can see you. Yeah, so we've got, um, I'm speaking in Utah uh, next month. Then I'm speaking in uh, Florida in October. Um, so that's at Copy Chief, uh, which is going to be a really fun event to do. The other one's at Baby Bathwater. And then... Um, I mean, I, I'm speaking, I, I've spoken loads of different places this year. I've spoken America a few times. I've spoken Russia this year, which is quite weird. I've spoken Croatia as well. So it feels like I've really dotted it around uh, this year. It's like quite a strange um, speaking engagements. I don't do a huge amount of speaking um, because I'm running the agency day to day and I try and keep my attention on that. But um, yeah, we're, we're doing, I'm starting to do a lot more and um, people are asking me to come back to different things which is always very positive and very nice of them to do that so uh yeah we're doing more and more speaking all the time very cool and uh, so if people are going to do one thing with youtube ads if they're going to get off this podcast besides just hire you besides get the course like what's one thing that you would say to get them started right now um they have a service-based business should they be just diving into youtube ads or should they wait and have a plan and and what should they do yeah, giving giving one thing might be really tough, but if I can give them maybe a few pointers, that would be. Yeah. I'll try and be really quick with it. So, one thing I'll do is say isolate one moment that your customer goes through. Like, why would they go to YouTube and what they're looking for that you know that you can help them with? That might be, let's say, for example, um, or actually, so this is not me. Like, do you want to give me an example of a business, for example, that you're thinking of? I mean, we work with. Uh, I mean, a lot of doctors. Let's say. Or uh, attorneys. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, cool. So let's say, for example, we're about to run a campaign for a company that helps with arthritis. So you might be a doctor that can really help with arthritis, for example. Then you might say, okay, well, what type of arthritis might it be? Um, is it rheumatoid? Is it other types of arthritis and things? You might say, right, let's break it down. So people say, um, how to overcome rheumatoid arthritis? That might be something that people type in. And then you'd say, right. That's my campaign. That's kind of, if anyone types that in, or words to very similar effect of that, I want to be there, like with my ad. Um, so you'd choose that as your phrase. Then you'd say, right, what video ad do I want to put in front of them? And I'll just make sure that you take, make sure the video is about 45 seconds to a minute. Talk about rheumatoid arthritis as soon as possible. So you could say, hey, if you're a male or female between the ages of probably a little bit older in this case, like 40 plus, and you, ha- and you suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, let me give you one tip that's going to really, really help you. And it might be something like the food you eat or something that's a bit unexpected or something like that. But before you give that tip, you might say, hey, by the way, we're actually running a whole event. So if you wanted to do like a local campaign, you can say we're doing an event on this day or we're running, we run regular events. Um, so you can always join us um, and you can click the link in the video to find out much more about that. Do that all before 30 seconds. Then give your tip and say, so here's the thing I want to give you. Give them that really, really good advice, something a bit unique. And then say, but that's just one of many things I can give you if you come to the actual event. Then finish the video. You might tidy it up a little bit and make it sound a lot better than I just quickly did (laughs) on the video there. 
But then the landing page you send to people to needs to be just about rheumatoid arthritis. Don't give them loads of other things they can go and look at. Just keep it really specific to what they were searching for. Build that campaign out and you can't go too far wrong. Like you just get your targeting in, just use keyword targeting if you wish to run your ad, local area if you're a local um, company or if you're a national um, uh, practice or clinic, then run it on a national level. But um, yeah, just just try and be super specific. Don't try and conquer the world with your first campaign. Probably start with something like a $10 budget per day to begin with. See if that works out well. Look at the numbers. If it's all working well, great. Spend $20 a day, then 30, then 40, then 50, then 100, and then 200. Just let it kind of scale as fast as you're happy to. But you'll you'll be started then. And that's the thing. I'll just get started with something. Don't let it daunt you. Just play around with it. You can't if you cap your daily budgets, then you're not going to waste too much money, but then you're off and running and don't get daunted by the video aspect of it. I know it's sometimes scary, but it just doesn't have to be like people aren't expecting some sort of really polished presentation. They're expecting authentic people. So that tends to work best, but that's what I do. Keep it simple. Don't go crazy. That's a great, great point to remember too, is like, this isn't a TV commercial. They're going to YouTube. They expect, handheld videos and in videos that you know they're almost not too polished like you were saying before the not the too polished one didn't work as well as the more direct response one so i think that's a great point and that's awesome advice uh, tom thank you so much for being on the show viewability.co.uk is a place to find you i really appreciate it Thanks so much for having me. It's been great fun. All right and thank you all for listening to Tom and i and taking you on your journey make sure to go get your youtube ad started If you haven't signed up already, make sure to sign up for the free training. It's free for a limited time. The Level Up Video Marketing Training. Really take your business to the next level. Just go to authenticweb.media slash level up or click on the show notes and there will be a link right there. I look forward to seeing you in the training and look forward to seeing you level up your business. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.